With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. So, songs from the 80s. Marvin, do you have? Yes. Fritzy had 87 suggestions. Oh, I'm sure he did. It's the only music he knows. It's very exciting to go through the the list. Yes, Paul. I was thinking about putting out a bad 80s song, like a horrible, you know, where it's like cheesy. You know, like Falco or something. And I'm not anti-Falco, but like almost one of those one-hit wonder type songs. Well, Come On Eileen is 80s. Very 80s. Right? Uh, yes, Mark. Amadeus, Amadeus. That's my that's my one. Ooh, rock me, Amadeus. I was reading about him yesterday. He, he died in a, a, a bus accident in Dominican Republic, Falco. Falco. A long time ago. Okay. No he, relation to Edie Falco. No. no. Okay. Well, I'm checking. All right. uh, can we bring in Sean Salisbury? He'll here? be ready any second. Okay. All right. Poll question. Uh, oh, by the way, Paulie did a deep dive on why there were tickets available for Lions fans. What's the loophole here? So uh, the Packers used to play occasionally in Milwaukee, right? And they don't do that anymore. They just play at Lambeau. And I guess there was a pa- Milwaukee season ticket holders. They call it like the gold package or something. So a lot of people in Milwaukee have had season tickets forever and ever. And so a lot of Packer fans are mad because they're pointing the finger at people from Milwaukee who don't mm. want to drive to Lambeau to Green mm. Bay anymore. Mm-hmm. And sold their tickets to Lions fans. What is that, about two-hour drive? Yeah. Yeah. I I saw a Packers game in Milwaukee. I think Don Mikowski was the quarterback. Yeah, it's, I think they stopped in the maybe the early 90s. Is that County Stadium that yeah. they played at? Sean Salisbury, former NFL quarterback, host of the Sean Salisbury Show on Sports Talk 790 in Houston. You played in Lambeau a few times. What was that experience like? And played in Milwaukee, too, Dan. And real quick, in Milwaukee at County Stadium, you know, it's the old baseball infield, yeah. the dirt, the grass, yeah. is that we lined up. It was one of the old school on the same sideline. So what would separate you, you uh, what would separate you, Dan, is yeah. like like three yards. Like their coach would be standing on the 48 and our coach would be standing on the 48. We were both teams were on the same sideline. So on special teams, you had to run it if you were in the far end zone in front of their bench and give them dap on the way there. Uh, so I, I like the old buildings, like old golf courses. There's like a sense of history, although like there's one shower head to eight guys. But Lambeau was awesome, Dan. And the Packer fans are great because if you went in there as a Minnesota Viking, they'd beat your brains in sometimes and then feed you a brat and offer you a cold beer on the bus back to the airport. So it was a the experience of going in there. It's like going into Fenway for your first time. 
or playing golf at, you know, at, at a mass at Augusta or Pebble, I guess, or going to Allen Fieldhouse and college football. It was awesome. It's easy to get caught up early in all the hype, yeah. but you still got to go play football. And I was part of it when Favre took over for Mikowski against us, and then Brett Favre's career took off. So I was able to see both of those guys, which means I'm old, but one of the great venues on the planet to play in. But did you see Favre's greatness early? Uh, guts early. I think, Dan, you could see that he, he wasn't afraid to throw it in a really, really small window. You could see the skill set. But, but could that was he such, have been such... better? Did he have to play this oh, way to be great? I, I, For him, he did. You know how, Dan, some guys, when they have that edge, that if they're not aggressive all the time, they feel like they become uh, – 90% aggressiveness is not good enough for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Brett, I, his obviously his durability is as big a record as he'll ever set. But the, 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 the aggressiveness that we should teach all of our athletes, he dealt with failure about as good as anybody I ever saw at the position where he could throw four interceptions in a half, and he was still coming out in the third quarter ripping it. You could never prevent him. So show me a quarterback without stones, and I'll show you a guy who doesn't win a lot now. Brett, could he have been better? Probably. He's Babe Ruth. He was throwing a lot of touchdowns. But he didn't fade, fade to throw it to you, Reggie Jackson. He was going to throw it to you. <laughs> but he had the uh, unbelievable ability. You could see it early because of his guts and his, and his physical arm that he was going to take his chances. And I think that made him a better player. I don't think Brett would have been good in a ball control, uh, set, uh, horizontal offense, even though he executed the West Coast. Yeah, his aggressiveness and his guts are what made him uh, a next-level player, stuff that most of us don't have the ability to overcome bad stuff. Uh, you all in on the Lions? I am. I picked them to win the division at the beginning. When we say all in, Dan, playoff team, I don't know if they're ready for February. I think they're a January team. Okay. I love Goffs. I like a guy who hits his bottom and, and finds his way back and has a lot to prove. I think Dan Campbell's a guy that we hear the cliche all the time, but a guy you'd love to play for because I think he wants – I think if I put a uniform on him, he'd get down a three-point stance, try to hook the end at tight end <laughs> position. I do. And I think he – I think it was a wise move. We don't talk about enough that Detroit, as quickly as we get rid of coaches now, Dan, you know, we'll move on from quarterbacks and coaches. It would have been easy before last year to fire Dan Campbell, saying, man, we're not doing it, do what Detroit's constantly done. They finally got some stability. They've got offenses that can score from the team bus. And if their defense gets after it like they did last night, forcing Jordan Love early to hold the ball, we'll see what happens when they get out in front early. They're a dangerous team. I don't think they're that team that we don't talk about much. Oh, yeah, it's Detroit, and then you play them in the playoffs, and they're a game away from being in the NFC Championship game. I think they're that good, and I think the NFC North, with their defensive problems, is going to be real vulnerable to the, to the uh, Detroit Lions. Talking to Sean Salisbury, host of the Sean Salisbury Show in Houston, Sports Talk 790, and, of course, former USC and NFL quarterback. Keyshawn Johnson said uh, a couple of days ago on Fox that uh, coaches were conspiring to help Oregon beat Colorado. and a so- It worked. <laughs> a, a source of mine was watching our show, and when I brought that up, and he said, it, everybody does this. Like, if you have a, a, a relationship with an assistant coach or somebody, you're going to ask them, hey, can you help me? What did you see, not see, the cadence, you know, audibles, uh, any signals, all of those things. And then Dion goes, well, we do that too here at Colorado. Right, so, right, and, right. and then I, I want to ask Keyshawn is, uh, do you hope that USC conspires and gets intel from other coaches to help your alma mater 
beat Colorado in Colorado. You damn right he does. Yes. Okay, he loves Dion, but he's not going to be in a Colorado shirt. <laughs> he's going to put on a Trojan shirt, and he's exactly right. That's why when I saw it too, Dan, when I heard, it, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm. And Key's right, they do it. But you're exactly spot on, Coach. These guys, the second it's over, dude, what are they doing on third and six in the red zone? Why'd they do this? Where's their vulnerable point? Can they pressure the quarterback? How's the talk? Yes, every X is an O advantage. That's what relationships are about. You do it in recruiting. You do it in free agency. And you also do it in game planning, and you call your buddy and say, yeah, yeah, like I always think about it. You think that, that a guy like Kyle Shanahan and Robert Sala, who are buddies, when they're not playing each other, are not saying, hey, man, you played this team, you played Belichick last week. What the hell was he doing offensively with Bill O'Brien? So it's nothing new. The bottom line is last week Oregon had a, a, a lot better team and a lot better players, and USC can score. My concern for the Trojans is can you get off the field, Dan? The only thing is that the, the, the physicality – of the Utahs of the world always give SC in the, in this spread era, the, you know, this, this way we, th- the, the, since Caleb's been there, even before physical teams, for whatever reason, it's shifted. We used to be physical. And then that finesse team didn't really bother us. They could keep up. It was a team that pounded you. Well, I'm still concerned about Colorado's ability to score from, they can score from anywhere, but the physicality of this game, SC should have an advantage and a deeper roster. And they got the best player in America on their team. So I like SC going in there, but, if this was within a score and a half or 10 points in the fourth quarter, I would not turn off my TV. I would not do it. It always makes me nervous when everybody, there's a consensus on a player. Like, Agreed. this guy can't miss. You know, Trevor Lawrence and Andrew Luck, like, they can't miss. Caleb Williams is in that category, but he can miss. Right? Yes, he can. Yes, he can. I Yes, I know I mean, a couple if coaches. If he goes to the Bears, go to- Sean, he can miss. <laughs> he can miss. Yes, yes. Arizona says, hold my beer for a second. <laughs> yeah. So do a few other teams. Yeah, Dan, he can. I mean, I guess when we when we hear people say that, you know, all the hyperbolic stuff and comments and hyperbole that goes with this is when you watch him play, I was sitting at the game. I was at the game last week, Dan, and I'm still out in Arizona, and, and I was with a, a guy who'd been a longtime offensive coordinator in college football for a long time and is a hell of a coach. And he had not seen him in person. And he looked at me after one read where Caleb starts left and he stays on his sector. He comes back and all the way across the field to like a ball comeback on a right sideline. And he looked at me and goes, hey, he's pretty good. I mean, he's moving his head around and you can see it. Dan, he's got everything that says can't miss, but you're damn right you can miss. We've seen this movie before, but he's as close to that. Elway full even because his team was better coming out of school than Texas Tech we didn't know if Mahomes with the spread you know everybody was still saying well you can't survive in that type of offense in the league well Andy and Pat Mahomes have proven you can but he's that Andrew Luck he is Elway he's the guy who comes out Aikman with more athleticism than a lot of the guys before him that can beat you in so many different ways but Dan the thing I'm most impressed with with him his command of what they're doing and the and the leadership, the line of scrimmage, and his ability to handle stuff at the line of scrimmage, and then you couple that with all that talent, I think that's going to serve him well, his command of what he's doing. Now he'll be in a different offense at the next level, but he is special. Could you but see you him can't miss could, and a team and a team could do that to him. Could you see him pulling Eli Manning? Let's, I guess I could. I, I, I could let's say the Bears have down. the number one pick. Pulling Eli Manning. No, I hate that for Bears fans, but Dan, I, you may have a whole new coaching staff. Hell, if you're the Bears and Matt Eberflus is gone, you know what your first call is to, Dan? You know where I'm going with this, right? Lincoln Riley. Yeah, you're damn right. Hey, Lincoln, you know what? He followed you to Colorado. He, he, he took off with you to USC. 
you want to just come on here and be the coach? We'll pay $18 million a year for 10 years, and we'll guarantee it all, and you can bring your guy with you. Yeah. Dan, while we laugh about that, is that that far-fetched? If I've been saying it. This? I, I said yeah. it to start the year. Like, could you oh, okay, see well, a, there package, you go. a package yes. deal there? Yes. We're at a time player empowerment is at an all-time high, Dan. They get to make decisions on everything. Yeah. Why wouldn't you at this point say, well, and remember, Caleb Williams still has one more year eligibility. Yeah. He could play another year, Dan, if he wanted to. If you're the first pick of the draft, you don't ever want that. But could he pull it off? Sure. I don't know the depth of how his family would approach that, but he's in a position to pull off just about anything he wants, and hopefully a national title for my Trojans is one of those things okay. on the way there. Okay. Who was your September VP in the NFL? I think the best football player in the world is Michael Parsons. The best football. I'm just but talking is about pure he the most not, valuable player. Right, right now, no, not right now. But he is defensive. Once he finished second twice, he's that good. T.J. Watt. There's a list. Bosa. We know the names. Um, he's the best football player, Dan. If you and I were going out in the street, you know, to play in the park, and said, "Hey, which one of these catches? I'm taking that number eleven for the Cowboys. I'll take him on my team." I, I'm going with Tua, Dan, to start at least at the yeah. top of the list. I agree. Uh, I love what Mike McDaniel's doing. Tua, accurate, throws on time. For a guy that's supposed to be physically limited like Drew Brees, ball's coming out on time with accuracy, and they've got so many home run hitters. And Mike McDaniel's design, he was a lot of the genius with Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. Now he's got the players that he wants there, and they're playing pretty physical too. It's Tua, and if this continues, Tua's going to win this award, and they're gonna, he'll throw for 5,500 yards or 5,000-plus yards. He's having an amazing start to the season. Got to stay on the field. And you're seeing Mike McDaniel bring in remnants of the Canadian Football League. Like, he's trying yeah. to get movement. And, and it, when you watch the CFL, it, you have to adjust to it because you're seeing these guys run up to the line of scrimmage, get a head start. Could you imagine if Tyreek Hill was allowed to use the CFL type of, you can be in motion going straight ahead and get a head <laughs> start? Dan, we like, yeah. Now he runs 3-8 in the 40. Oh, Dan, we got a running start. Dan, you know what's crazy is that we, we look at this and we say it's far fair. We seem to change rules every year. We love offense in the NFL. Is it coming down the pike in a decade? Dan, the first time I took a snap in the CFL, Mike Riley was my head coach. I did the same. I got under the, you know, you see it on TV, but when you're the quarterback, you go back into your locked in old school. I got under center and I see two slots timing their run. And I stopped down on my first cadence and said, well, what, like, come on, guys, we got to be on. And they all looked at me like, listen, listen American. Yeah. Oh, Sean froze up. Just like he did when he was in the CFL. Oh, no. No, oh, no. That's no, not no, necessary. No, no, it's not. That's not necessary. He right. took a head start. And I use that damn thing to my recall inside. Oh, oh, yeah, no doubt about it. So, Dan, I do. And I love what Mike's doing. He's doing stuff that most people – are afraid to try, and he's executing. So I love his guts, too. Miami's formidable, man. They're, they got a legit shot. They're really good. All right, before I let you go, we want you on record. Is this real with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, or is it a production? He loves her. <laughs> okay. And nobody loves yeah. love like you love yeah, love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They love each other. Okay, fair okay. enough. All right. Love, uh, okay, here's what I think. I think a song's coming out within the next six to eight months. That's just a heartbreaker. And it's going to be Kelsey that sings it, not Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back I hope the... it's real for them because they, 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 neither one need each other's bank account. They're, well, everybody needs Taylor Swift's bank account, but they seem to be having a good time together. I hope it works for them, Dan. I love I, 
Love is in the air in the fall. Okay. okay? Did, did you ever have, you know, a, a singer, starlet, actress show up for one of your games in the NFL? Um, I don't want to brag, but more than one. No, um, Dan, <laughs> I, I actually, I went on a date with Heather Locklear. You know, Heather Locklear, she wasn't singing to me, but we were talking about William. I was throwing routes to William Shatner on the beach, on the sand, while they were filming T.J. Hooker when I was in college. Honestly, and Adrian Zamed was covering him. Okay, and that's how I go met back Heather to Locklear. Yeah, okay, wait, how do you? No, no, you know what? This is a subscription-based conversation. <laughs> Pay for this one. <laughs> this is behind a paywall. Yeah, okay. That's exactly okay, right. So you dated Heather Locklear. Now, see, here's where we go. It went from went on a date to dated. Next thing you know, you're going to say I have a tattoo of her and we were married and engaged. No, no. Did you yes, love her? We, oh, yes, Dan, I did. Did, no, I did. did she love you? <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. How did it happen? Okay, so one date. Is that what happened? Yeah, I'll tell you how I met her. Okay. You want to know the truth? And she, we, do you have time for this yeah. real quick? Right. Okay. I Well, it's your, it's your Dan Patrick. Of yeah. course we got time yeah. for this. I... <laughs> was on to doing something for ABC Sports. You know how they used to have the top 25 show that Keith Jackson would voice over before the preseason, all of, like the yeah. top 25? Okay. So I was out there, golden boy on the beach, right, running, flopping hair, in the, you know, when my hair was beautiful and I had beautiful locks. And so I'm out there doing that, doing that, I filmed that. So I'm walking off, and there's a, it's at Santa Monica Pier. There's a bunch of, a bunch of uh, cars in the lot, and I'm thinking, what are these trailers here for? And everybody at that time had a crush on Heather Locklear growing up, at least, you know, or Heather Thomas, mm-hmm. if you liked uh, that show with Lee Majors. And so I, I said, well, what's going on here? Guy said, T.J. Hooker someone. I said, oh, okay. He said, when you're done doing that, come on up. I'll walk you up there and introduce you to William Shatner. I said, well, I'm not worried about him. I said, is Heather Locklear up there? He said, yeah. I said, good. I'll go up there and watch. So we watched some film. And all of a sudden, she's not. she had to go to lunch with her stand-in. So I'm out there, and William Shatner says, Sean. Can you throw routes to me? I said, yeah. So I, he's running routes in the sand at lunch. I'm throwing bang posts off, hitting, hopefully in his chest. And Adrian Zemed's trying to cover him in the sand. So we go through all that, hitting out and sweating and having a blast. And they were awesome. So we're leaving and she shows back up. And we USC, she's a UCLA girl. Her dad was a, a, a teacher there, an instructor. So we're getting ready to leave and I'm with one of my teammates and the, the bet, because I wanted a better. So then. Yeah. Back then, it didn't matter. But we, we had a little bet for a little bit of money. And I said, well, how as I was leaving, introduced myself. And I said, well, how am I going to get a hold of you to collect my money? And she said, uh, leave your number uh, with my – leave your number, and I'll get a hold of you. And one of her friends said, well, I know somebody who's not going to be very happy, which made me met she was in a relate. No big deal. So we made the bet. I don't talk to her. I wake up to a phone call the Monday after the UCLA game. We got beat. And the conference is simply – Sean, Heather Locklear, where's my money? That's how it started. And so we actually met up. I gave her money and had it. She was very kind and respectful. I didn't date her. But I, I brought she came over and picked me up. We drove in her car because, I, you know, my car had been stolen from USC's campus. Oh. And we, we went out and my the, friend. The, the car that I, USC gave you for you going to USC. If, if, if it's times have changed, Dan. It was, an, it was a Chevy Love black pickup truck. Okay. If that's my name, image, and likeness, I'm not worth a hoot. Man. Okay. So we, we ended up going and having lunch, came back, and my, my roommate, who was not home, I said, dude, you're, you're going to miss out. So she wrote him a little note, said, sorry, I missed did you. you make out, did you be. make out with Heather Locklear? I can neither confirm nor okay. deny. That's, okay. Fair enough. 
No, I no, I did not. Okay, I did not. She was a complete lady, and it was a good time sad by all. Great to talk to you. Yeah, I like you too. Right. I thought you knew that story. Yeah, I, I, good to talk I, to you too. I know so. a lot of stories, but uh, <laughs> you don't know that one. <laughs> I didn't know that one. Uh, thank you, know. you Thanks, Sean. Buddy. Thanks, buddy. Right, Sean right, Salisbury made out with Heather Locklear. Former NFL USC quarterback and host of the Sean Salisbury Show and Sports Talk 790 in Houston. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories for 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Seton complained about Amazon last week that you were trying to get Amazon. You had a hard time getting the uh, game on, and, and you did hear from somebody from Amazon to help oh, which you. I appreciate them following up. Yeah. That was, I didn't expect them to. And, and what did they suggest about your uh, experience of trying to watch Thursday Night Football? Well, they just wanted to see how my home setup was. Oh. Fair question. Okay. Fair question. So it's your it's your fault that that's why you can't see Thursday Night Football. You might football. as well check it off. You <laughs> might as well check it off. <laughs> yeah, Paul. I think they just want to look at ways of maybe we can accentuate our broadcast coverage. Mm. Yes, Todd. <laughs> but Seton does have a Sanyo TV with an antenna, so we may want to upgrade <laughs> that. So it's not all Amazon. Sa- oh. Emerson TV. One of those. All right. Uh, your question before the break, Paulie, had to do with how big offensive linemen The are. average offensive tackle this year in the NFL weighs what? We're going to play closest to the hole, so you can go over or under. Closest to the hole, the average weight of an NFL offensive tackle. All right. Dan, you want to go first? Or I'm going to go 338. Okay. Todd? 294. Right. Seton O'Connor. 305. All right. Marvin? 
I'm going to go 316. All right. Paulie? Marvin wins. It's 315. Oh, wow. yeah. Congratulations. Classic. Yeah. Of course, Marvin won. Yeah. did go over, though, with 316. What's it was like 316? Yeah. Oh, 315. Okay. Did you right. know? Right. Did you know? I did not. <laughs> okay. No. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see the Google like right 360? there. 360? Oh, 315. 315, yeah. Look over his shoulder. Weight of offensive lineman on Google. It's right there. <laughs> Give me a break. And you went over by one, so it doesn't count. Uh, yeah. Do we have Mad Dog Russo when he was on first take? And uh, before we bring Chris in, he was railing on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and the coverage. Oh, my God. I can look at this. That mother didn't want her in there. She wants to enjoy her son. And who takes this? Girlfriend, two minutes into a relationship to visit mommy and daddy. <laughs> Nobody does that. That's I mean, and then we got a show him walking out. And now all of a sudden, she's a big Kansas City Chief fan. She's never heard of letting go of that. Wait, hold on. Oh my Time God. out. Time out. Maybe. All right. Well, Mad Dog Russo. Host of Mad Dog Unleashed on Sirius XM and host of High Heat on MLB Network. Let's start out. First of all, good morning, Chris. Uh, let's start out with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Can you at least embrace this, that it's content? Uh, uh, listen, uh, you know, it's fun more than anything else. It's a little fabricated to me all of a sudden uh, meeting mom and dad. Uh, I'm meeting mom uh, 10 minutes into the relation. I was a little shaky. It's also good TV, Dan, as you know better than anybody else. Let's get him going. Let's get Stephen A. Let's get Swagoo. <laughs> Let's get Molly involved. Uh, we are in the entertainment business, as we know. I got to sit up there and scream. They're not going to get, uh, you know, they're not going to break down Cubs and Suzuki dropping a fly ball <laughs> against Atlanta. I'm not going to have Stephen A. go crazy on the Cubs collapsing. So everybody can identify with that. That's part of it, too. You know, you got to remember when you're doing that particular segment, you got people behind you and you want them to react as well because the facial laughter and all that. Yeah. And they're going to have more of a reaction with Swift and Trace and Kelsey than they are on something else. Plus, the fact I do feel it's stupid. They must have spent three hours on it. Uh, the game was lousy, but Burkhart and my buddy Olsen went on and on. I couldn't take it. Banging against the window. So you put everything together. I got to kill two minutes. What the hell? Let's have some fun. That's, that was the idea. But when you look at topics that we address now, we seem to, you know, take the treetop here. It's it's kind of the same teams, same topics. At least we try to shoehorn them into every show. You say, uh, no question. Right? Uh, you know, you, what you're trying to do is you're trying to take something and a little different angle and trying to get a little mileage out of it, you know. And what could you can get a lot of mileage out of Kelsey and Swift. They're two huge stars. And if I take a different angle with it, it will get attention. And no, in this case, I actually do have a different angle. Would I make a big deal about it? No, but I did say it Monday on the radio. You know, I did bring it up Monday on the radio. This is before TV. God, I can't take Swift in the owner's box or in Kelsey's box. And I did a big deal about that on Monday too, which got a little bit, little attention, but nobody's got to tell you when you say it there, yeah. especially in my goofy way to do it, it's going to get a lot of attention. But, you know, uh, uh, hopefully nobody got too ticked off on it. I did the gummies the week before. So I, there's, a, there's a goofy element now with this, what I'm mad about. 
and that's why I thought it fit into the mode. It fit into what we're trying to do in that little segment there. Now, I'll be fair. I had a lot of people wanting me on last couple of days, including Fox Business News, and I wouldn't do it because I don't want to go too crazy and make this, you know, and 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 extend this too much. I did it on Wednesday. We got some mileage out of it. Now let's move on and go on. Maybe I'll do it again Monday when I see what it's like. <laughs> but I, don't have to, I don't have to do it on Thursday and Friday after I did it on Wednesday. I, that's overkill, if you know what I mean. Yeah, my problem was that you have Patrick Mahomes, his uh, ankle's injured. He gets taken out of the game. Nobody asks any questions about his ankle. They ask him three questions about Taylor Swift. And that's when I go, come on, guys. Let's focus on what is real here, and that's a guy who's had an injury, and maybe that comes back, uh, you know, and, and hurts them in the long run. We're talking. Good point. Now they he got over the ankle last year in this in the postseason, so maybe people think that he'll do it again. But that's an excellent point uh, with the ankle. I didn't even think of that. Uh, but the, you know, I also think the game was so bad. Yeah. That game was you can't watch the Bears. You just can't watch. There's a couple of teams in the NFL you can't watch: Bears and Jets. You can't watch him because of the quarterback play. And I think the fact that game was so bad adds, okay, what are we going to do here? we got to kill some time. Here's Taylor Swift banging on the window <laughs> all excited. But she must love Travis Kelsey if she's willing to watch Zach Wilson play football <laughs> Saturday night. <laughs> funny. That's funny. You're right. That's a good one. If she's going to put up with that at MetLife, Zach Wilson. And, you know, I tell you, that's another thing that annoyed me this week. And I love Joe Willie. We all do. Can Joe take, does Joe got to pile on then? Jeez. I mean, does he got to kill him too? The whole world's killing him. And then Joe goes on and kills him as well. I thought that was a little overboard. Didn't you think so? Yeah, I was disappointed in Joe because that position is about confidence. He's clearly lacking confidence. He, it's not all on Zach Wilson, but everybody is piling on him as if he's the reason why. I'm just amazed you take away Rodgers and the Jets are this bad. I mean, is it really predicated on one guy? Uh, it's an excellent point. I thought they'd hang in there and be a pretty decent team without Rodgers. I think part of it's the schedule. You know, Dallas, that's a tough game. And then the Belichick, you know, the Patriots 0-2 need the game in the worst way. Uh, you know, that game could have gone either way. Uh, you know, but they're going to lose again this week. So, I mean, and New York football, Dan, you know, if the Giants lose this week, their next two games are Buffalo and Miami on the road. Ouch. I think it'll be one in five if they lose to Seattle, which they certainly could. And the Jets are going to lose this week. Here it is. We thought that that the New York football was going to be great. And it's funny. Two weeks ago, Goodell came into ESPN, you know, downtown. Yeah. And I saw – I didn't do the spot, but I saw him there, and we were talking about the Jets, and he made a big deal to me about how the Jets were going to be a good team. And now that I thought about it, it's Roger trying to make sure that the Jets were not going to be flexed out out of all these games. Because you're going to flex. The Jets are in prime time constantly. You're going to have to flex these games the heck out of there. Nobody's going to want to watch the Jets if they're 1-6, with even with a good defense. Now, what would you show. have asked Goodell? You didn't get a chance to do the interview. What is there one question yeah. that you uh, want an answer to? Yeah, the, the one thing I would have asked Roger, Roger, how do you answer the idea that – you suspend every NFL player for playing some sort of gambling thing, yet you make a fortune with gambling. That's hypocritical. So it's okay for Arthur Blank to make a fortune with FanDuel and all the gambling ads. Yeah. And if Calvin Ridley plays $1,500, he gets suspended for a year. 
Yeah. How is that right? Either you think gambling's bad or you don't. So you can make a fortune, yet the players, if they play, get killed. That That's what I would have got. I probably would have gone there myself. Talking to Chris Mad Dog Russo, Mad Dog Unleashed on Sirius XM, also host of High Heat on MLB Network. Give me the storyline that's le- uh, left to be played out in the regular season in baseball. American League West, uh, Dan. Uh, Seattle, Texas, and uh, the um, and the uh, and, and the uh, Astros. One of those teams is not going to make the playoffs. Toronto's going to get in. Texas is playing Seattle. Seattle had a great win last night. They had a two-out, two-run double in the bottom of the ninth by the shortstop Crawford to win the game against Chapman. So that kept them alive. So they trail by a game, Houston, and they trail Texas by a couple. Now remember, it's tie. You know this, but the fans may not. It's tiebreaker. It's not an extra game, and Seattle's got the tiebreaker on Houston. So if they finished tied, hmm. Seattle makes it and not the world champs. And Houston's in Arizona this weekend, and the Diamondbacks haven't clinched a spot yet. So I think that three for two, I think that is your storyline in the American League West. The other storyline would be the Cubs, who were playing great with 33 and 14. They didn't trade Bellinger, and now they can't get a win. Hmm. And now Miami controls destiny for that last playoff spot in the NL East. And think about this for a second, Dan. No Mets, no Yankees, no Red Sox, no Giants, and maybe no Cubs. Baseball is going to go in the postseason with, and maybe no Houston. Baseball is going to go into the postseason with not a lot of their staples. You know, their you know their their big ratings getters. See how that works here beginning next week. The best sports franchise. Best team in New York right now is? Well, that's a good question. It's not the Jets. It's not the Giants. I hesitate. I, I, I well, Knicks or Rangers? I mean, the Rangers are pretty good. Lavalette's yeah. a good coach. The Rangers two years ago got to the semifinals. Last year they had a bad loss, but and they fired the coach. Maybe I'll say the Rangers. But, uh, you but, know, but the, the Knicks, Knicks are in the conversation, play. right? Yeah, Knicks are in the conversation. They're a second-round playoff team. But the Giants are bad. They're not going anywhere. The Jets, we we just discussed. Uh, you, the Mets stink, and the Yankees stink. So that doesn't leave you a lot of teams. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you lose those big four. Uh, yeah, it's um, the football in New York is going to be bad again. Well, it is already, but it's going to be bad again. It really is. Good to talk to you. Keep, uh, I love you, Dan. Keep you know fu- you're my buddy. Firing it up. Good to talk okay. to you, man. Have a great weekend. Okay. Thank you, dog. You Mad Dog Russo, always fired up. Uh, this uh, hour brought to you by the versatile EQB to the sublime EQS sedan. Mercedes-Benz makes electric extraordinary. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling all Mercedes. The choice all yours. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQ. When we come back, some sports terms that are now in the dictionary. Have that for you. Plus, the MMWGOTW, which stands for Paulie. The most must-win game of the weekend. All right. Charles Barkley will join us coming up a little less than an hour from now. We're back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. 
Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Polly and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now, the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that, let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah, play the tape. You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? all-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. See their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to keep an eye out for the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Music from the 80s, the theme. Todd, is this yours? It is not. Is it? Who's is this, Marvin? It is. It was one of the 18 options that Fritzy sent me. Oh, my first choice was the spinners working my way back to you, babe. Oh, okay. Didn't even know your song that you I did submitted. not. Who is this? This is the SOS band. Oh, my SOS band choice was, baby, we can do it. Take the time. Do it right. That was my choice. Oh, my God. Charles Barkley joining us. Charles, good morning. How are you? First of all, the SOS band didn't sound like that, that <laughs> thing I just heard. Damn. <laughs> Your favorite 80s band. Do you have one? Well, my favorite band all the time is a rap group called Public Enemy. Uh, that's my favorite rap group band. And Aretha Franklin's my favorite singer after that. So that's, that's you know, Dan, I'm old, man. You know, I, I, I love that music from the that was my day, my heyday. Yeah, but those are different artists there. If you go to a Public Enemy concert or you go to Aretha Franklin, uh, you're probably having different people. Uh, your yeah, audience but it was, is it, different. 
Yeah, that's a hundred percent. But it was something. It's something about Public Enemy that always hit me in my soul. If you actually listen to their words, uh, they were way ahead of their time, uh, and I, I just love those guys. You remember your first concert? I think my first concert was Phil Collins. Okay. I, 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 I think our coach, when I was playing at Auburn, he took us. I think we were playing Kentucky. <laughs> And he took us to see Phil Collins. And I didn't know anything about Phil Collins. He, you know, it's kind of like, the you know, the Eagles are my favorite band. I've been traveling with the Eagles for the last 30 years. I'm getting ready to go see them actually on their last tour at like November the 3rd. I think they're, they're in Atlanta. I've seen them 50 times. I've been with those guys even before Glenn Fry passed away. But they're the kind of band like Billy Joel or Phil Collins. You don't even know all the good songs they sing until they start singing them. Because like I say, we didn't even want to go see Phil Collins. And then when he started singing songs, I'm like, oh, he sings that. Oh, he sings that. <laughs> it's the same way when I started going to see the Eagles about probably 35 years ago. I go see the Eagles probably five to seven times a year. Yeah. Um, I know you're going to the Auburn game. How how close do you think you got to convincing Auburn to bring in Deion Sanders to be your coach? That's a great question. I made it publicly and privately uh, known that I wanted Dion. Uh, that's all I could do. Uh, I really wanted Dion at Auburn because I think wherever he goes, he's going to be successful. He's just that great of a coach and a person. And uh, but you know what? I have to be careful with that, Dan. We hired Hugh Freeze, and I'm all in on Coach Freeze. But I really want Dion at Auburn. But like I say, we got Coach Freeze now, and I got to support him a hundred percent. What? How do you, uh, I guess, sum up what has happened at Colorado this year with Dion? How would you describe it? It's it's a uh, what I know that Dion was going to do. Like he has the it factor. Like first of all, he's a really great person. You know, I think sometimes we see people their persona and don't understand, listen to them. But I tell you, man, he's a great coach. He got a great staff. He reminds me a lot of Nick Saban. And I think Nick Saban's the greatest coach ever. He's not afraid to hire great assistants. You look at Dion's staff, I think everybody on his staff either played or been a head coach somewhere. Mm. And see, I think what separates Saban, a lot of coaches are cowards, Dan. They're afraid to hire good coaches because they worry about their job. If you're secure in your coaching, you hire good assistants. Because you can't do everything. You can't do everything. You can't run the special teams, coach the offense, coach the defense, coach the linebackers, coach the offense line. You have to hire good assistants. And I think that's what Nick Saban does better than anybody else. And when you look at Dion's staff, everybody's been a head coach in college or the NFL. And that's why he's going to be successful. When you were at Auburn, so Frank Thomas was at Auburn, Bo Jackson at Auburn. Were were you guys there at the same time? Yes, we were there all, all about three years of college. I was with those guys. And me and, and, wow. and me and and me and me and Frank got treated like crap. Just for the record, I want to make that perfectly clear. Because Auburn, as much as I love Auburn, they don't until Bruce Pearl got there and Sonny Smith, they never cared about basketball. <laughs> like, you know, I used to go out. People would knock me out the way to get to Bo Jackson. I, you know, 
You know, but you know, I, I, it didn't bother me at the time. It bothered me later. Like even when I go back down there now, if I'm with Bo, they're gonna knock me out the way to get to Bo Jackson. <laughs> you know, but football's just King Kong down there. I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah. But that, that's the South, though, Dan. You know how the South is: Alabama, Georgia, Florida. I mean, uh, football is just king. Did you realize what you were seeing with Bo Jackson? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw Bo play in high school. We had a really good high school team. And one Friday night, we went and played Bo. And the one thing that people don't understand about Bo, you know, like most guys get bigger and stronger as they grow and get to high school, get to college. Bo was the same size his whole life. (laughs) And we played them. And I'm not even exaggerating, Dan. Every time he touched the ball, he either scored or came close to scoring. He was so big, so strong, so fast. And I tell people one of the great joys of my life was getting to go watch Bo Jackson play football every weekend. But you didn't play football. I played one day. Then I realized I was. <laughs> I realized they were hidden out there. Hey, you know, it's it's only two sports where you can't be you can't you can't fake it. Boxing and football. If you step on a football field or in a boxing ring, bad stuff can happen to you. You can fake basketball. I mean, we got some guys out there softer than baby, baby crap. But you can't fake football and you can't fake boxing. I played one day, Dan, and then it was bad coaching, too, because he put me on the defensive line. I just ran full speed into a dude for two hours. I had no idea what 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 we were doing. And like, seriously, he came to me later. He says, I should have put you at tight end or or linebacker or something like that. But he put me on the defensive line because those were really the only two spots, the offensive line and the defensive line. Those are actually the only two spots on a football team that actually work all the time. But if you were going to put together a football lineup from basketball players, well, please don't say LeBron. This dude be making me so mad thinking he can play football. <laughs> yeah, he, he he played football in high school because he was bigger than everybody else. What's one thing about the pros? You're not bigger or faster than anybody else. I will tell you something, though. I think my guards, like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, they would make uh, like a, a Russell Westbrook, somebody like that. Guys like that built sturdy. Yeah, I think they would make great wide receivers or safeties. Well, I could see Russell Westbrook as a a, a strong safety, a defense. No question. Player. You know, I love that guy as a player. And he could he if he had played football, he would have been all pro as a safety or a corner. Yeah. But I think most of the guards who were fast and quick, like a Kevin Johnson. You know, I think, uh, you know, guys like that, I think they could have been a wide receiver or a safety or a corner. But let's be honest, most of my NFL, NBA players, they're not tough enough to play football. <laughs> they're not. No disrespect to them. We're, now, we have way more talent now, don't get me wrong. But as far as that going out there just knocking the hell out of somebody every play, basketball players aren't built like that. Talking to Charles Barkley, the Hall of Famer, your reaction when you heard the Bucks were getting Dame Lillard was what? Well, I think that made them the favorite in the Eastern Conference. You know, I have to be honest with you, Dan, I thought that was a good trade for all three teams. Uh, I thought it was a good trade for all three teams, but the big winner were the Milwaukee Bucks. And, uh, you know, it's going to, and I hope it keeps Giannis in Milwaukee his entire career. And I pull for Dame to win the championship. I pull for guys who haven't won the championship to win the championship because the one thing you don't want to be, you don't want to be on the crap list. 
Uh, when you guys say great, great player, but he never won anything. And, you know, I'm on that list, you know, me, Carl and Patrick and those guys who are all great Hall of Fame players. But it sucks when people try to minimize, minimize your achievements. So I really hope they can get him a championship in Milwaukee. But I hope the main thing, it keeps Giannis in Milwaukee his entire career. Yeah, I, I think what the Suns did is kind of sneaky. They needed depth there. Uh, what what concerns you about the Suns? Nothing. They got everything they need. Uh, but Are I they will the tell team you, to beat out West? They're in the conversation. I love what the Lakers did this summer. I love what the Lakers did. And also, you can't disrespect the Nuggets. I think they lost a couple of key pieces. That's the only thing that concerns me about the Nuggets. But you've got to really love what the Lakers have done and the Suns have done. But those three teams, uh, don't forget Sacramento now. Sacramento should have beat the Warriors. But in the East, it's the Celtics and the, and, and the uh, Bucks. Bucks. Yeah. They're, they're, they're head and shoulders above everybody in the East. How frustrating is it when you face somebody like the Joker and he doesn't do anything special, but he's you look at the stat sheet and you go, oh, my God, like he had that. I mean, he's not fast. He can't jump, but he understands the game. Would you rather face a guy who had incredible athleticism or the guy you're going, this drives me crazy because he doesn't do one thing better than me? Well, I, 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 well, he reminds me of Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, uh, because neither one of those guys you would say had exceptional athletic ability, but they are two of the greatest players ever because of hard work and brains and work ethic. And, uh, and I've told people they're the two most important people in NBA history because they saved the NBA. Every time I see Magic and Bird, I say, thank you for making <laughs> all us. You know, they saved the NBA. If it went for those two guys, I mean, obviously Michael took it to another level, but if it went for Magic and Bird, none of us would be around today. But he reminds me of Magic and Bird. They didn't have exceptional athletic ability, but they were two of the greatest ever. And to answer your question, I always want to play against really athletic guys because most of them were dominant rocks, first and foremost. <laughs> And because they because they always played the game on athletic ability. Yeah. They never used their brains. Yeah. And it got up and the thing is, you can get through athletic ability in high school, you can get through athletic ability in college. But the problem is when you get to the NBA, you're not gonna be more talented than LeBron or Michael or Kevin Durant or Devin Booker or Jason Tatum. That's the problem. So I used to love playing against athletic guys because you can outsmart them because they just want to run and jump. They don't use any of their brain cells. I used to tell people, I used to hate Jeff Turner at Vanderbilt. I used to hate him. They box you out every play. I'm like, yo, man, can we just run and jump and get the rebound? I don't want to wrestle with you. Then when you play against a Kentucky or a Florida, it became an athletic contest. Then you can really do your thing. I used to hate to play with them. Them guys who box you out every play, every time I saw Vanderbilt, I'm like, damn. <laughs> They're gonna they're gonna block me out every play. They're gonna they're not gonna they're not gonna be careless with the ball. They're gonna make those simple little basic passes. I mean, I used to hate playing against the smart kids, Dan. I really did. How uh how you doing gambling with the NFL? I'm doing good to Lions, man. Hey, I've been on the Lions for like the last I started on the Lions. You know, you, you Dan, you got to answer me to Dan Campbell. I'm the biggest Dan Campbell fan in the world. I've been on his bandwagon for like over a year now. 
I started betting on the Lions like the last six, seven games last year. I had them against Kansas City. They screwed me against the Saints, but they made up for it last week and last night. But I really, I'm a bit, man, I love Dan Campbell. He just seems to me, anybody who loves their sport, I got love and respect for them. And, you know, I, so I had the, them last night. Uh, oh, and let me tell you something, man. I'm going to drive to New York and beat the hell out of whoever stopped that damn uh, Marlins game last night. I had the Marlins last night. They had a three-hour rain delay and screwed me out of my money, Dan, and say they're not going to play the game unless it's necessary next Tuesday. I was like, <laughs> I cannot believe. They, I, I, I was like, I'm going to take the Marlins. They've lost two or three in a row. They're going to win going into the weekend. And I'm sitting there. I'm going back and forth. It's two to one. And then there's a rain delay. And then three hours later, there's a rain delay. And don't normally they call the game if after five innings and award somebody a win? Are you going to Vegas for the Super Bowl? You know, I got to make that decision. It's so interesting you ask that question. You know, me and my boys, I got about 10, 15 guys. We've been 26 straight years to Vegas for the Super Bowl. But we know it's going to be ridiculous and stupid and crazy. So we're trying to decide, to be honest with you, we, we're going to, we got time before we were. We've been 26 straight years. Vegas is the best place in the world for the Super Bowl. And we're like, yo, because the last time I went there for a big event was the NBA All-Star Game. And it was one of the worst experiences of my life. It took like two hours to go like two blocks. Yeah. Cause you know, cause everybody's there. All the riffraff drove in from around the country. I told us guys, why don't we all just come to my house? We can, cause we play golf all weekend. Like we played golf even on the Sunday of the Super Bowl. So we play golf all day Friday, all day Saturday, and we play Sunday morning. Cause the game don't start at three o'clock Pacific. So I told the guys, I said, we got to make a decision. Either all y'all come and stay at my crib or we go there and bear it. But the problem is you won't be able to get around. It's probably going to be hard to go play golf on Friday and Saturday and yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Uh, you know, my favorite parts of the Subway commercials are when they give you a short amount of time to get all those words in. And you're, you're doing your damnedest to tread water to get all those words in describing the sandwich. Dan, let me tell you something that's crazy. Number one, I have really enjoyed working with Subway. It's been amazing and fun and amazing all the all the people they put in the commercial. When we first started doing the commercial, I thought it was the stupidest thing in the world. I really did. So, you know, I go in this little room and I'm talking like, hey, Dan, Patrick, it's good to see you, blah, blah, blah. Hey, how the other guys doing? They're like, no, you got to go faster. I said, hey, Dan, Patrick, how you doing? How the other guys doing? They're like, no, you got to go faster. I was like... Nobody talks like that, and they and they're yelling at me in in because we're on, we're I'm on the, on a Zoom with like twenty people. They're like, "No, you got to go faster, Chuck." And I says, "When I walked out the first, I'm not. This is a true story, Dan. The first time I did the commercial, I called my agent. I said, "Man, this is the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life." But I got to admit, when they put it together, yeah, it works perfectly. But when I first did the commercial, I told my agent, I said, hey, I'm glad I cashed that check already, but this is going to be the worst commercial ever. But, but well, I give, I give him credit. It's been a great relationship, but, man, you're right. And I'm screaming too, Dan. I'm talking as fast as humanly possible. I mean, I'm talking really fast, and I'm screaming. 
And you're right. It's 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 fun when I do it, but I'm screaming into a microphone for like two hours as fast as I can talk. I actually have to shut up for the rest of the day because I lose my voice. Safe travels to Auburn. Great to talk to you again. Thank you, bud. All right, man. I appreciate it. Hey, you guys be safe. Have a great weekend. War down, Eagle. That is Charles Barkley. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.